It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. It looks like the Patriots are doubling down on Mac Jones. He's got the right call for Bill Belichick. Also, tonight's game between Florida and Utah has plenty of intrigue surrounding it. We look at the safest picks you can make in your fantasy football draft. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. For about two decades in New England, cut day was all about the backup quarterback because we knew what was going on with the starting quarterback. This was a little bit different in New England this time around when the Patriots cut both Bailey Zappi and camp darling Malik Cunningham. Also at a time when Mac Jones last season did not play his best. And there was a vocal group of the fan base going, I don't know, is Bailey Zappi the better quarterback on this team? Mike debate from locked on Patriots who is there every day watching these guys practice joins me now. And Mike, how surprised were you to see this all play out the way that it did with this quarterback room? Yeah, earlier today on Locked On Patriots, I referred to it as Bill Belichick playing a game of waiver wire roulette, and it actually <laughs> paid off. Um, believe it or not, this is not the first time Bill Belichick has done something like this. Mm. Two years ago, Mac Jones, rookie year, 2021, he cuts Cam Newton. That was a surprise to a lot of people. And then Brian Hoyer gets the axe as well. Difference being, Brian Hoyer was not a subject to waivers. He was a vested uh, veteran. He was able to come back in. So the Patriots knew they were going to be able to re-sign him to the practice squad. They took a little bit more of a risk this time, but it did send shockwaves through New England. There's no question about it. That shock of seeing one name on your quarterback depth chart, especially when that quarterback struggled mightily last year, is going to raise a few eyebrows. But the Patriots apparently trusted their intel. They were pretty confident that both Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham, or at least one of these guys, was going to pass through waivers. They were going to be able to sign them to the uh, practice squad. And now you're starting to see players being placed on IR. Tyquan Thornton was placed on IR earlier on Wednesday. So the Patriots now may start elevating some of these players to the 53-man roster. They've got a lot to sort out before that happens. But, uh, yeah, for a little less than 24 hours, things were pretty hairy in New England, no question about it. Yeah, and I wonder about these new practice squad rules. If this is something that maybe teams are going to try out, like if you have mm-hmm. a no-doubt starter, would you just say, we're not going to waste a w- roster spot on a backup quarterback. We're going to stash them on our practice squad. All these new rules allow you to elevate them and and send them back down essentially at your whim. It, it, is, is Bill Belichick a trendsetter here, or is this just a vote of confidence in Mac Jones? What do you What kind of message do you think this sends? Well, honestly, I really think this is more about stockpiling uh, roster spots at positions of need. Um, mm. Bill Belichick is usually a little more ahead of the curve, so I think that might be it. As far as a vote of confidence in Mac Jones, I think giving him the starting job is probably the only vote of confidence he's going to get from Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick. He's going to have to go out and earn that spot each and every week. I think Mac's going to be up to the challenge this year from what I've seen on the field in practice and in the preseason. He looks to be sharper. He looks to be more confident. 
I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for right now. But Patriots have severe problems on the offensive line, a lot of injuries to deal with. A lot of these guys are going to start either going on IR or they might have difficulty cracking the starting rotation. So if that's the case, Patriots knew they needed roster spots there, maybe even a little bit at wide receiver. So at this point, by doing so, they realized that the guys that they might have cut on the O-line might not have passed through waivers. But if they took a chance with cutting guys like Zappi and Cunningham, and again, Bill Belichick's game worked out this time around, but I think it was more about the roster spots they needed at positions that they absolutely needed to have. Yeah, and maybe in some ways is that reverse vote of confidence in those other guys saying, okay, well, if we get one of the two, that's fine. They ended up with both. But still, you mentioned it. You called it a game of of quarterback waiver wire roulette that ultimately <laughs> pays off for them. The the Cunningham piece is fascinating to me because mm. the reports out of camp are that he is doing everything for them in the preseason game. He's out there returning kicks, and you're just like, okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> what position is is he? And our, our our former pal here over at the Locked On Podcast Network, Isaiah Stanback, was in a similar position for the Patriots once upon a time, playing here, there, and a little bit of everywhere. Absolutely. What kind of role do you expect Malik Cunningham to have? Because it seems like if we're going to pick between Zapier and Cunningham, Cunningham feels like the more likely to get on the field this year in some way or another. Started to see some of the bloom come off the rose in the subsequent preseason uh, games that he played in. Didn't register a positive. Uh, um, didn't register a, a positive. Um, offensive play in the game against the Tennessee Titans. He had negative one yard with a catch. It was a catch that went for a loss, and he had difficulty um, taking snaps either at wide receiver and at quarterback, but the type of prowess that he showed in practice and the type of athleticism that he continues to show really shows that Patriots have a lot of uh, faith, and I think a lot of confidence in him would not surprise me to see him get the lion's share of the backup duties this year. Stay up to date all year on the New England Patriots by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Patriots on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Florida and Utah have a marquee matchup in week one on a Thursday. No, really. Before we get to that, a new deal for Nick Bosa is expected any day now. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offer from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet just $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. You can also jump into daily Major League Baseball action. The Miami Marlins are in D.C. for a game they must win against the Washington Nationals. As such, FanDuel has the Marlins favored minus 172 on the money line. You can also combine bets with the same game to make even more money. Same game parlays are a great way to enjoy any game. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. With the regular season opener in Pittsburgh rapidly approaching, the San Francisco 49ers are still without star defensive end Nick Bosa because of a contract dispute. But Niners coach Kyle Shanahan and general manager John Lynch remain steadfast Wednesday that Bosa will sign a lucrative contract extension and there's no scenario in which they would trade Bosa. Shanahan said, I thought it would probably come at this time, just looking at the history of these things. Asked if there was even a percentage chance he'd consider trading Bosa. Lynch minced no words. No. Real simple. The Niners have never shied away from the idea that Bosa deserves a significant pay bump that makes him among the highest paid defenders in NFL history. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow returned to practice Wednesday for the first time since suffering a strained right calf July 27th. During the session that was open to the media, Burrow participated in all the throwing drills with assistant Dan Pitcher and the team's backups, Jake Browning and Will Greer, who signed Wednesday with the team's practice squad after being released by the Dallas Cowboys. It's a welcome sign for Cincinnati, which was without Burrow the past six weeks. Jamar Chase said of Burrow's return, that's the most important thing this year, really getting him back as fast as possible and making sure he's healthy and 100% healthy with his mind. On the diamond, the Cincinnati Reds finished their 10-game West Coast road trip with a win over the San Francisco Giants. Hunter Green looked better, and the Cincinnati Reds finished the West Coast trip at 500. What's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast. In 10 games on the West Coast, the Reds went 5-5. Five and five. Not something even the best of Reds teams can say a whole lot of, and it was good to see the way that the Reds finished the series, as Hunter Green looked a lot better. He's not perfect, still got some work to do, but five and a third innings, three hits allowed, one walk. Love to see that kind of production. Not a lot of hard contact either. That was some good stuff, but CES was the star of the show. Four hits, a homer to dead center field, and three RBIs. He had all of the RBIs. Uh, other than the uh, great double steal that uh, Spencer Steer stole home, Ellie De La Cruz stole second. It was just a good day. The Reds looked a lot better. Now they head home to face the Cubs. We'll have you covered on all the big stuff coming up for the Reds and what this all means on the next Lockdown Reds. The New York Yankees got a win on the road over the Detroit Tigers. This is Stacey Gotsoulias of Lockdown Yankees and the Yankees won a series. I know can't believe it either it's taken 10 they haven't won a series since the end of july was it the end sort of the end july 21st through the 23rd i guess it's toward the end of july anyway it's been a really long time they won the first three games against detroit wednesday's final was 6-2 glaber torres and giancarlo stanton were in the thick of things offensively garrett cole earns his 12th win the big story though and we're going to discuss this on our show and I didn't mean to rhyme there, but I can't help myself. Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells are going to be with the Yankees in Houston on Friday. We kind of expected Wells. We, we were thinking we wouldn't be surprised to see Wells, but the Dominguez thing. I would have been more surprised if I woke up with my head sewn to a carpet. You get that movie reference. You're old. So we're going to talk about all this on the next Locked on Yankees. So tune in. And a world record was set at a Nebraska volleyball match. The largest crowd ever to witness a women's sports event filled Memorial Stadium on Wednesday night. 
is over 92,000. Yes, 92,000 fans. Watch the five-time NCAA champion Nebraska Huskers volleyball team take on Omaha. After the Huskers won the first two sets on their way to a three-set sweep, the attendance record was announced to the red-clad Nebraska faithful who cheered. Of course they cheered. Dubbed Volleyball Day in Nebraska, the match was the culmination of months of planning for a program and state that have long led the way in enthusiasm for the sport. The crowd at what is usually the home of the Nebraska football team broke the previous world record for women's sports attendance. That was 91,648 set back in April of 2022 in Barcelona for Champions League between FC Barcelona and Wolfsburg. Here is another story you need to know. We don't usually see a marquee matchup of college football on Thursday before week one. Not so this year. Florida heads west, like way west, to take on Utah. And the SEC side finds itself the underdog in this one. Locked on Gators host Brandon Olson joined Locked on Utes host JT Wistersill and Locked on Pac-12 host Spencer McLaughlin to preview the matchup. Guys, it was such a fun game a year ago. I'm glad that your two schools have decided to run it back. And me, without a particular dog in in the fight, I am but a a, a neutral arbiter of truth here and will be for the next 25 to, to 30 minutes. Brandon's not buying it, but maybe he will by by the end of the show. JT, I I, I want to start with you. Who wins on Thursday night? I do genuinely believe it's going to be Utah. And I'll even say, I think it's regardless of who starts at quarterback, as much as I know that'll draw some ire from Brandon overall. I still, at the moment right now, <laughs> at the moment right now, I think Cam Rising is going to play. At the time we were recording this on Tuesday, August 29th. I think Cam, look, he obviously he's done everything in his power to try to get back to this. We've seen a lot of videos of him throwing. We've seen videos of him diving off the diving board at various points in the offseason. So, it, look, it's still up in the air. He definitely might not play. I believe he's going to play. But even if he doesn't, I still believe Utah can win this game because I do believe Utah is going to have success running the ball on Florida. Now, they're not going to run for over 300 yards on the Gators. I don't believe that. I think the Gators have some talent, particularly on their defensive line. But I do think this Utah offensive line has some talent, too. And I think they'll be able to establish the run, get some push up to the second level, spring Jaquindon Jackson, spring Mekhi Bernard for some big plays. And especially if Cam Rising is in there, it's going to unlock some big plays for this offense, too. I think Brant Keithy could have a big debut now that he's coming back for this team after getting injured a year ago. I think, uh, excuse me, Devon Vele is going to make a couple plays, although he's got a tough battle with some of those Florida DBs on the outside, too. But especially defensively, I think this Utah defense is in for a really good day day against a Florida offense with Graham Mertz and an offensive line that's got to come together on the road. I do like Utah in this matchup. Brandon Olson of uh, Lockdown Gators, your first appearance here on the show, and you have decided to go full poor man's maverick from Top Gun. Um, are your Gators going to get it done and, and pull what I would consider to be an upset for a second year in a row? I think so. You know, Utah, Mita, Himta, Herta, don't matter. Gators winning. I don't care who it is. I, I just think that the Florida Gators got like if Cam Rising plays, then obviously like Utah's more likely to win. I still think Florida does because the mm-hmm. big thing with Cam Rising last year was his against Florida specifically was his mobility, him making plays with his legs. He had over 70 rushing yards on scrambles. He picked up four first downs with his legs. Even if he does play. He's not doing that. And I know that there's like Gators Twitter likes to be like, what What if Kyle Whittingham is just gaslighting all of us and Cam Rising's actually perfectly fine? 
you can say that all you want. Dude ain't coming seven and a half months after a torn ACL and moving like nothing. So for me, I, I think it comes down to quarterback. If it is Bryson Barnes, I've mentioned this a thousand times. He's got 200 snaps played in his career. 109 of them are him handing the football off. So as much as Utah fans want to be in my comments, like he is experienced. He played in 10 games. You're wrong, first of all, because we use logic here. And that's not how that works. Stay up to date on what may very well be the final year of the Pac-12 Conference by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Pac-12 on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, we look at the safest picks you can make in your fantasy football draft. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We all want the best sleeper. We all want to make an outlandish pick that turns out to be the best pick. But at the end of the day, you also need to minimize risk with your fantasy football team. Locked on Fantasy Football's Vinny Iyer and Michelle Majuk give you some safe picks. Yeah, so I think a big part of both of our strategies have been, you know, over this last month, we've been talking about upside, 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 and upside is so important, right? But at times, you can't pick upside with every pick. So I just wanted to say state that before we jump into it, because, you know, let's say your first running back that you draft in in your fantasy drafts, maybe it's Tony Pollard, maybe it's Travis Etienne, maybe it's Ramondre Stevenson or Jameer Gibbs, guys with high upside, but are a bit risky. So maybe then when you get into the middle of your drafts and you're looking for your RB2, you take a guy that you know is going to be a safe RB2 at the least, right? So I'm, I have two of these guys here. It's James Conner and Joe Mixon. I have a couple of different guys here with their roles, but I'll go with Aaron Jones. I feel good about Jones. He's finished uh, consistently in the top uh, seven, nine range there last three years in half point and uh, full point PPR. So he is very reliable. And I'm going with Damian Pierce. It would seem a little bit silly to do this because, again, he is a second year back in a new offense and he kind of lets down at the second half last year, got hurt. But I'm looking at the situation here, Devin Singletary doesn't do a lot in the passing game. We know that from his days in Buffalo. Pierce can stay on the field. Really comes down to just his pass protection where they can keep him out there with C.J. Stroud. But I think they'll rely a lot on Pierce. Just dump offs, the zone blocking scheme. This offensive line is pretty good with Laramie Tunsil, so they have a way to run the ball. We saw it last year with Pierce. It is really cool to hit on that 11th round pick. But ultimately, if you're going to win your fantasy draft, you have to hit at the top. It's why when I do my drafts, I'm never trying to get cute at the top. Give me absolute no doubt matchup winners. So if I can get Travis Kelsey early on in my draft, I know almost no matter who I'm going up against, I'm winning my tight end matchup. It's why I have no problem being the guy to take Patrick Mahomes early because I know going into every week, there's a really good chance I'm going to win that matchup. Now that gets a little harder, right? Justin Jefferson is going to be the number one overall pick in a lot of drafts. You can't get him and he's going to win you a week, most weeks. 
but receivers just so much deeper. And the running back variance is so much crazier. That's why, for me, I want superstar quarterback, super, super duper star quarterback, or I want to stream quarterbacks. If you're in a two quarterback league, that becomes trickier. And I want that premium tight end. There is nothing worse than sitting there in week nine going, how am I going to start a third string tight end this week? Because I thought I should wait until the 12th round to get my tight end. And now I have to start the, the Bengals backup tight end because I don't have anybody else. I'm not doing that. That's just me. And finally, NIL has changed the game in college football and college sports in general. Players can be compensated for their name, image, and their likeness. All the better when you have a terrific name. The most obvious pairing in the world came to fruition when Oklahoma quarterback named General Booty, yes, his name is General Booty, signed an apparel deal. General Booty, I could say it a thousand times and would not get sick of saying it, announced a deal with Rock'em Socks on Wednesday to produce branded socks and, yeah, you guessed it, underwear. The line is complete with boxer briefs that say Booty across the back. 10 out of 10. No notes. No notes. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who's the most exciting player to watch this Saturday for the first full slate of college football? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.